This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Let's hit up the hotline and uh, welcome in a gentleman that we haven't uh, had a chance to catch up with in uh, a few months. He is Curtis Wilkerson, joining us here on the Blitz 1170 from Hog Sports, H-A-W-G Sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. What's up, Curtis? How are you, man? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I, I can't complain. Um, it's a nice, nice sunny day here in Fayetteville. I don't know what the temperature is. It was, it was really, really cold yesterday. But anytime you've got some sunshine in February, I feel good about it. So I'm doing all right. In Fayetteville, it seems like that this is, do we call it an underrated sports time with baseball starting, basketball uh, finishing up? We still have spring football that's going as well, but you know, everyone always overhypes football season or uh, overhypes the wrong term because football season is awesome. But don't let this fool you. This is a sneaky, sneaky good time, especially in Fayetteville for sports. Yeah, 100 percent. It's a sneaky, sneaky, exciting time. It's also a sneaky, busy time for people like me. You know, <laughs> you've, got, you've got a lot of overlap going on. But, no, it's it's exciting, man. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm kind of a basketball guy, so anytime you're getting closer to March Madness, uh, I get pretty fired up about that. And, you know, people love their baseball around here. Arkansas has always got a – a tough squad under Dave Van Horn. And, and so they're fired up about that. And then, yeah, you know, there's always a little bit of intrigue that comes with spring football, especially, uh, you know, I think with the transfer portal, the way that it is now and, and the roster turnover, you, you start to kind of get an idea of what these new faces are going to look like. And obviously Arkansas has had some coaching changes as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty exciting time. We're enjoying it. So how big is this game Saturday for Arkansas? Um, I saw that your your story um, talking about very little margin for error. For those that maybe haven't necessarily in this area, um, not the diehard Hog fans, but those that uh, maybe are, are paying attention to others, how is Arkansas in this position? Um, sitting there right now at 6-7 and seven in the SEC, 17-9. and nine. I, I don't know, Curtis, is it fair to say a disappointment based off of the run that they had last year in the NCAA tournament with all the hype coming into the season? Kind of set the tone and mood for us here with Arkansas basketball right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think disappointing is a is a fair word. Uh, and, and obviously there are various reasons why that's the case. You know, Arkansas is really... Uh, man, just unfortunately been bit by the injury bug this season, and and it's been tough for them to overcome. Uh, you know, they lost Trevin Brazil, who's a, a 6'11 forward that can step out and shoot threes for him. He was such a focal point, you know, really of what they were trying to do on, on both ends of the floor, and, and they lost him after uh, about nine or ten games, and, and that's been that's been a real challenge for Arkansas to overcome. Um, and then obviously, you know, five-star freshman Nick Smith Jr., I mean, this guy's a you know, projected a projected lottery pick in the upcoming NBA draft this summer, and you know he he missed the first six games for Arkansas, uh, came back for about five, and then he missed 13 in a row. He's in right knee management with kind of a, a troublesome knee there, uh, and so he's been out most of the SEC schedule. Arkansas just got him back. He's only been back for two games. They're trying to figure out how to work him in at this stage of the season, but. You know, we've had so much roster turnover, um, and, and, and then beyond that, you're relying on a lot of new faces. You know, Arkansas only has a couple of returners off of that Elite Eight team from last year, and so it's just taken them, uh, you know, a long time to kind of figure out what their identity is, and because of that, they've been really inconsistent. 
Um, and, and so, yeah, you know, a team with Final Four aspirations, they find themselves 17-9 and nine right now, 6-7 uh, and seven in SEC play. You thought they turned a corner. They won five SEC games in a row, uh, picked up a big win at Rupp Arena over Kentucky, and they turn around and lose two in a row. They lose to Mississippi State at home, and, and they lose to Texas A&M in the midweek. And they're they're on the bubble, so there's there's work to be done here. So uh, it's just really been a, a kind of an unfortunate series of events for this team so far. Curtis Wilkerson is our guest here on the Blitz 1170. Um, with all of that, though, I still yes, it is probably a little bit closer than what some might like it to be. But as of right now, still seemingly comfortably in the tournament in terms of seeding. Now, that could all go away if the last three what, winnable games that they have left go the opposite direction. But uh, even for all the negative, here's a team that in most instances, what is in that 8, 9, 10, 11 range for the NCAA tournament, at least as of right now. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's true. I, I think that's probably a you know a testament to the job that that Eric Musselman has done with this program to where, uh, you know, a, a down year or, or maybe an unexpected year, you know, Arkansas is still in position to advance to the NCAA tournament. So, you know, uh, I guess if you look at it on the bright side, there that's a, a pretty good problem to have. But uh, you're right. You know, most projections right now kind of have Arkansas, you know, in that range there. I mean, I, I think I looked at a couple today where they were a 10 seed or an 11 seed, uh, and 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 really the general consensus it seems like from the you know the bracketology experts and national analysts is that you know if they take care of business in their last three home games here that, that they should be in pretty good shape come Selection Sunday, uh, which is is probably a good thing for Arkansas. I mean they've been so good at Bud Walton Arena, uh, you know it, it really is kind of a six man type of advantage. Um, you know, they're 58 and eight at, at home under Eric Musselman, but they've shown some vulnerability lately. Uh, you, you know, you lost the game to Alabama earlier in the year. I don't think there's any shame in that. We've seen what those guys are doing, but kind of an unexpected home loss last weekend to Mississippi state. They didn't play well. They didn't play with their typical energy um, and intensity. And then that kind of compounded on them against Texas A&M, uh, you know, on Wednesday. So it's a team that's really in need of a bounce back and, and looking to figure some things out. And uh, you mentioned it earlier, but yeah, there's no margin for error for this team at, you know, at home right now. Uh, those games are kind of non-negotiables for them, and it, and it starts with Florida on Saturday. It's, it's definitely a huge one. Curtis, for, for a team that's still trying to figure some things out and, and trying to get over some of these injury, you know, downs that they've had, you mentioned they're trying to figure out their identity. What is their identity? Well, I don't think they know. <laughs> I think that's that's part of the issue, you know, with this team right now. And um, you can kind of see that playing out in some of these tight games, especially when they go on the road. Uh, you know, it's an Arkansas team that's really struggled to close out games. I, I don't think they know who their closer is uh, right now. You know, the guy that they can give the ball to and, and tell them to go get a bucket or make a play when they really need it. Uh, they've had five games on the road this season where they've led by multiple possessions in the second half. Uh, and they've lost. They've had three games in SEC play on the road where they've had a lead of greater than 10 points, and they've lost. And so uh, just trying to execute down the stretch and finish games has been a, you know, a, a problem for this Razorback team. Uh, if I had to point to something that I do think they could hang their hat on, it's probably defense. Uh, you know, Arkansas ranks 11th in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, struggling a little bit here as of late, defending the three-point line, but, man, they're really, really tough when it comes to challenging, blocking, and altering shots around the rim. They've got some great rim protectors in the Mitchell Twins, 
they're such a long and athletic team. They can generate some steals and get out in transition. So, uh, you know, if I, I think the best version of this Razorback team is one that really plays uh, kind of tenacious and, and disruptive on the defensive end of the floor and is able to set the tone that way. Uh, and for an inconsistent team, I think they've been most consistent on that end of the floor. If there's, if they have figured some things out defensively, but it seems like there's still a lot of question marks with this team, my question is, is there enough time to figure things out before they get to postseason play? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that question. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Arkansas is kind of rolling there a little bit, and, and then, you know, they were kind of anticipating the return uh, you know, of Nick Smith. And, and, you know, on the surface, he's a guy that I think really uh, answers a lot of the questions that remain with this team. Um, he is an alpha. He's a guy that you can put the ball in his hands and, and he can make a play and, and get you a shot. Uh, Arkansas struggles to shoot from three. Nick Smith Jr. is a guy that can do that um, at a high clip and do it with volume. And, and you know, so uh, from that standpoint, you really feel like Arkansas was kind of adding its missing piece it hasn't really gone according to plan so far. And, and you know, I guess some of that's to be expected. You know, when you miss 13 straight games and, and you're not able to really practice with the team and, and you haven't experienced a true freshman, right? I mean, he hasn't experienced SEC play before. Uh, it's been a little bit bumpy coming back. I mean, he played 17 minutes against Mississippi State in his debut. Uh, you know, and, and from that standpoint, I, I think that was a good sign. He's a little bit rusty, 2-7 from the field. Uh, but then at, at Texas A&M, he played four minutes in the first half, didn't look too good, had, had a couple turnovers, some defensive lapses, and then we didn't see him again. And, and so, I, you know, I think if Arkansas, probably, you know, probably their highest ceiling uh, and, and their ability to go as far as possible in the postseason, uh, that involves Nick Smith Jr. being a key piece to this team. Uh, but they're struggling to find ways to work him in because you're in a position – uh, to where you can't really lose games while you're trying to figure it out. And, and so they've kind of been rolling with the guys who have got them there. Uh, but they struggled with that as well. So I, I think as they're trying to figure some things out, they've got to kind of balance, uh, you know, between handling their business now as opposed to maybe just, I don't know, kind of going, you putting all your chips in on Nick Smith and, and ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, you know what, we're going to let you play through some mistakes uh, and see what happens because we think we're going to be better for it in the long run if we do that. It's a it's a complicated situation Muslim's dealing with right now. Bottom line is though is that you cannot afford to have air quote bad losses right now if you're Arkansas and you you mentioned Florida they're dealing with their own injury issues right now. Um, I, you you can't say must win game but uh, wink wink you better win this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean a hundred percent you know. If, if Arkansas was to drop this one, you know they've got a and then they've got a midweek that follows, uh, you know against against a Georgia team that's very capable. Um, you know I, I think they're doing a really nice job under Mike White in his first year there. But those are games that you, that you just really have to win, like you said, you know wink wink um, at home. And and you know if Arkansas was to drop one of those, uh, man, then they're starting to get really heavily scrutinized with that resume. And, and you know you kind of start inching closer and closer. Uh, toward that bubble and, and putting more pressure on yourself. And you don't want that. And, and they've got opportunities, uh, you know, left where they could really overcome, you know, maybe a, a tough loss or a blemish there. I mean, they still go on the road uh, to Alabama and to Tennessee. Those are, you know, a couple of huge opportunities for signature resume wins. But there's also an Arkansas team that's like two and six or two and seven on the road. And, and we kind of mentioned their struggles to close out games, particularly away from home. So, 
you don't want to have to bank on that, right? And, and so, yeah, taking care of business at home is going to be really important. Uh, you know, you mentioned Florida's injury. You know, Colin Castleton, uh, that's a guy that, I mean, everything Florida does on both ends of the floor has revolved around him. Uh, and when you lose that and you've got 48 hours to kind of figure it out before going to, to Bud Walton Arena, that's a, that's a tough position to be put in. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see how those guys respond. But if you're Arkansas, I mean, we can't, I don't think you're feeling sorry for them. Nobody felt sorry for you, right, when you had your injury situation going. So, you know, the, the Hogs need to be smelling blood in the water, I think, and, and come out with an intense effort this weekend. Hey, Curtis, in terms of SEC overall, uh, I think we get a little bit jaded here, not too far to the west of you, uh, being in the Big 12 Conference because the conference is consistently talked about being one of the best conference, if not the best conference in the entire country. I, I've seen you know, seven teams get in from the SEC. In terms of just quality of depth in the SEC, what, what are we looking at here? And it's a little bit of a different uh, right year before because of Kentucky struggles at times, some of the others, but... Uh, clearly, Alabama, when they're full and and healthy, seems to be the 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 best team, and I don't think there's any question about that. But what about just the conference in general right now in the SEC? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's a fair question. It, it ain't the Big Twelve, that's for sure. That that conference is an is an absolute monster. I mean, what you know, Oklahoma. I don't know if they're still in last place or, or, you know, towards the bottom of the league, and they just absolutely blasted Alabama a couple weeks ago. So I, I think that gives you an indication of how deep that league is. Uh, but, yeah, some really good teams at the top of the SEC. It's probably not as strong as they expected it to be coming into the year uh, because, like you mentioned, you had a Kentucky and, and then also an Arkansas who are projected in the top ten of the country um, who just ran into some struggles. And, you know, I think both of those teams – uh, are certainly capable of, of making the NCAA tournament and doing some damage, but it's not what people expected. Uh, you mentioned Alabama. They're ridiculously talented. It's a, a really, really good team. I, I think they're going to wind up being a one seed, uh, you know, and up until that game at Tennessee um, on Wednesday, they had really just kind of dominated, steamrolled through the conference, 12-0 and record. Uh, so they definitely stand out above the crowd. Tennessee is a team, you know, they're number one in the country defensively. Uh, so when they really lock down, they can give anybody fits. Uh, you know, those are two teams to really keep an eye on. And then, you know, on the periphery, there's there's some others there. You know, I think right now Auburn is a team that's uh, pretty solidly in in the projections, probably in that seven to eight seed range. And, you know, we've talked about Arkansas. Uh, and then you've got some teams who might have struggled early on who are really playing well right now. You know, Texas A&M is one that stands out to me. You know, this is a team that had losses to Murray State, they lost at home to Wofford. They got blown out by Colorado. And so their non-conference slate, they really took some dings there. But they're 11-2 and two in the SEC standalone in second place. Uh, man, it's a pretty good team. They find themselves on the bubble. So in terms of, you know, top-heavy, you know, high, high seeds, you're looking at Alabama and Tennessee. But, man, there's probably four or five other teams there that, you know, if they find their way in, they're going to be, you know, maybe one of those eight, nine seeds that number one seed really wouldn't want to face in the second round. Curtis, I appreciate your, all of your time today, man. Thank you so much. Um, keep killing it there on the website, Hog Sports, uh, part of the 247 Sports Network. Always appreciate your time, man, and uh, we'll definitely have to check in as we inch closer towards uh, tournament play and postseason play for the Razorbacks. 
Absolutely. That sounds good. Always love hopping on with you guys. Thanks so much. That's uh, Curtis Wilkerson joining us here on the Blitz 1170, broadcasting live from the Ike's Chili House Studios, serving four generations of Tulsans since 1908. It's 223. Timeout. We'll come back with more on the opposite side of this timeout, including a little peek, a little look at TCU and OSU tomorrow here on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.